You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. The 49ers win, and perhaps more importantly than that, we have a stud at quarterback that is young, and oh my goodness, it is a great day to be a 49er, as is every day, but we got a lot of things to celebrate today. So we get our win off of five field goals against the Bears, and, you know, it's awesome. It's a good day. We've been through a lot this year, but it's weird. I don't feel like this has been a 2-10 season. We've had so many close losses, two overtime losses, five games lost by less than three points. But it seems like things are constantly trending up for us, which is so wonderful. So we win 15-14. to uh, Last play of the game came down. Just absolutely great game. Called by Kyle Shanahan. Played out by the team. Executed great. And we're going to go through and break down everything. Now, real quick, our offense, holy freaking cow, pretty sufficient job. We uh, we go 10 for 18 on third down, which is wonderful. Anything over 50% is golden. 388 total yards of offense, which is wonderful. And we even got points on our opening drive. But what is wonderful is that our coaching staff developed a game plan and stuck to it and realized we were going to go slow. We were going to control the ball in time of possession. We led 38 minutes to 21 minutes uh, with change on both sides. And we just totally stuck to our game plan. And it played out. Uh, we understood that we were going to play from behind. And it was going to be up and down. But we were going to be consistent because we know our defense would be able to shut down the Chicago Bears offense. And it, it totally achieved that. So... Let's get into this. Now, the MVP for the offense was so difficult, so difficult. And I'm going to go, some people might get upset with me on this one. I'm going Marquise Goodwin. Uh, he went eight receptions on eight targets for 99 yards offense and was just so clutch on big plays. He has had such a problem dropping the ball his entire career. His catch rate is just awful. But back-to-back -back games... He has just been clutch. 
and just came in and totally dominated. He had a great first quarter, came in right off the bat, and they weren't easy catches. He was making some tough snags uh, with good coverage, but just played so well. Even had a couple key blocks where he helped us out tremendously. He had a false start, but I don't want to hold that too much against him. Now, the runner-up for MVP was Trent Taylor, and he probably could have got it if he had one more catch, but he is a third down absolute beast. He catches everything. Six catches on six targets for 92 yards. And just any time it was third down and long, Jimmy G would step back, wait, and just hit Trent Taylor, who just has amazing hands and is so tough going over the middle. It was such a great game from those two receivers. Now, here's an interesting stat. When when Garoppolo was throwing to Trent Taylor or Marquise Goodwin, he goes 15 for 15 for 191 yards. Just those two receivers. Now everybody else, <laughs> you drop down to, you go from 100% completion percentage down to 50. He was 11 for 22 and 102 yards and an interception throw into everybody else. So let's get into Jimmy Garoppolo's game. He was wonderful. Now his overall stat line, he goes 26 completions for 37 attempts, 293 yards, which is also the most yards in the history of our franchise on their first start for the franchise for the 49ers, which is awesome. No touchdown passes. And it's not for lack of him. His big problem were the receivers not named Goodwin and Taylor were just abysmal. He did have an interception, definitely not his fault, and we'll get into that in a second. He also rushed. He had four scrambles for eight yards positive. And two sacks for 15 yards. One of those was just ridiculous. Fusco just whiffed on a block and allowed his guy just to get... He, he watched... Fusco, he's got to play a game where he just watches quarterback gets nailed, get nailed. And absolutely can't stand that guy. He plays really, really hard, but he gets out over his feet. And as a lineman and pass pro, you can't do that because if they stutter step you or swim move you, you just whiff. You, you've got to... Put your weight in your seat is what they say, in your butt. And so that way your weight doesn't get over your toes or over your knees and you don't get off balance. But he's just, man, every single game. Sometimes he gets lucky and makes contact, but it's off most times. Anyway, back to the important guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. His first start as a 49ers quarterback, but only third start overall. Like, it's funny. We see Jimmy Garoppolo as somebody that's been experienced just because it's his fourth year in the league. But it's only his third start. C.J. Beathard has more starts than him, which is interesting. But he came in and played wonderful right off the bat. Um, amazing pass on the first drive on third and 10. Just a 12-yard perfect out to uh, to Goodwin. And the thing is for him is he throws such a catchable ball. And that showed up the entire game. And the majority of balls are being caught that hit him in the hands. This is something that you know we haven't seen a lot with Colin Kaepernick just because he would rifle it every single time. But he has a great catchable ball, and he understands when to laser it in there like he did on that first drive or to put a little bit of touch on it. So absolutely great start to the game. Amazing feet in the pocket. This is an A++++ pocket awareness and just protecting the ball. The interception that he threw went into Lewis Murphy and hit him in the hands, and he caught it. But before he fell to the ground, it got snatched out. Definitely not Jimmy G's fault. And if you've been on Twitter today, some people are like, oh, so much for this great quarterback, no touchdowns and one interception. That's unacceptable. But the thing is, like anybody that watched the game, it's nowhere near anything like that because he totally balled out, and every single thing that he did, everything he did, 
or negative things that happened to him were not his fault. And he just looked great. He looked great. The comeback was awesome after the interception. Holy cow. He goes four for five on the drive and leads to another field goal drive. So chill. And as he sits back in the pocket, which amazing job pass protection throughout the majority of a game for our offense. But as he sits back in the pocket, not only do you see him making adjustments at the line of scrimmage before the play, which is huge, but you'll see him get to his second and third progression as things go on. Just on a consistent basis, I I would say probably on 60% of his passes, he is not throwing to his initial read. He also levels up on third down, and (laughs) he loves to throw the ball to Trent Taylor on third down. And why not whenever you have somebody that runs cool, crisp, clean routes and has no problem taking a hit over the middle? The game-winning drive, he had three 15-yard-plus completions on one drive. On one drive. (laughs) How often have we been able to say that with Dink and Dunk Hoyer and then... C.J. Beathard, I mean, he played great, but you could tell he was throwing the ball to the sidelines and not down the field too much. A lot of that just had to do with uh, pass protection and things like that. There, there's just, it's a whole nother level with Jimmy. I'm so glad to have this guy as our quarterback. And if you're a Niners fan, whew, we have so much to be thankful for moving forward. Because, man, it, it, it's hard not to jump to too many conclusions the day of a game. And I want to. But I'm going I'm to back off. So let's go back to earth, and let's talk about Carlos Hyde. I think this is probably Carlos Hyde's, one of his worst games as a running back, uh, carrying the ball, rushing-wise. But the best blitz pickup I have ever seen, I, I'm talking Frank Gore level throughout this entire game. He balled out picking up the blitz. But rushing, just there was... There were a lot of errors. He finished with 17 rushes for 54 yards, which isn't terrible. But there there was a lot left on this one. He had three receptions for 12 yards on five targets. He had two drop passes. Again, this is something that's starting to pick up with him. And it's just him taking his ball or taking his eyes off the ball. He he's It's concentration drops. And we even saw it on a toss. Uh, there was a toss play on the very first drive where he took his eyes off the ball, bobbled it, then went back to secure it, and then ended up losing yards. He lost seven yards on first down. You can't do that. Uh, Like I said, dropped a screen pass on the same drive, but he had some good things. Uh, He had 19 yards on a third and one with perfect vision. It was going to the offensive left, and it was just a simple zone left block scheme, which we're pretty known for, and it was completely all bottled up. He planted, cut back to the offensive right side in the opposite A-gap, and busted it for 19 yards on 31. It was amazing vision and cutback. But you could tell in this game, they were moving from Carlos Hyde. It was almost like a 50-50. We're going to get the ball into our other running back as well, Matt Breida. He came in, he had 12 rushes for 45 yards, and one catch for four yards on one target. Now, he got the second carry of the game. So this was a game plan issue. You could totally tell. We're going to use this guy and this guy back and forth. And he was much more effective than Hyde. They are different running styles. The thing, the thing with Breda is he has zero wasted movement. And if he's going to get tackled, that's fine. He's falling forward for two to three yards. That's worst case scenario. Whereas Hyde, he wants to be that patient and kind of muscle guy and get those extra yards. And so an example of that being a negative is it was second and one. And he had, 
he had it through the C gap to the right side. Like he had the first down, but he wanted the big play, so he backed out and tried to bounce it outside and got tackled for a loss, and we didn't get the first down. And third down and short, then we go off sides twice in a row, and eventually we have to punt. So that's kind of the core difference. He wants that big home run, and whenever it doesn't come, then it's kind of frustrating because it's hard to go through with that. Now, the offensive line, as I said, played absolutely amazing. Trent Brown fought through. He was questionable. He didn't play last week. We have to have him. <laughs> he is so important. He keeps our quarterback safe and allows him to get through progressions. He played absolutely amazing. And maybe the best offensive line performance was by Daniel Kilgore. He dominated the corner, the front of the ball, right in both A gaps. He's our center, and zero pressures were allowed by this guy. And what's so important for our quarterback is that he can step up into the pocket and make his throw. Daniel Kilgore was just phenomenal this game. Staley, Staley's always great. Um, our guards are usually our biggest weaknesses, and this trend continues. Fusco did great in pass protection outside of one play, but uh, Tomlinson as well, pretty good. Uh, he gives up a little bit too much push and pass protection, which I don't like. Um, but overall, pretty good game. You can totally win with this, and we did. Now, George Kittle, our tight end, he's his snaps have been, since his injury, he has not won back the starting job. And so him and Selleck kind of split the snaps. He had two catches on 20 yards and three targets. But he, he's going to be a player long-term. Now, Lewis Murphy, who was a free agent, and we picked him up two weeks ago, is just absolute garbage. Nothing good happens when we throw it to this guy. He has one catch for 16 yards. Now, it was a big catch. It was triple covered on third down, and that was huge. But on six targets, uh, two drops, two penalties, and an interception. That is not okay. And if you want to take a step back and look at our franchise right now, there are two dominant needs. One of those is in receiving help because we've got two. We have a great slot receiver, and we have a decent number two wide receiver in our speedster, uh, Marquise Goodwin. But we do not have that pivotal number one wide receiver. And then cornerback, I would say, is the next one. Um, now, you could go on from that and say an actual true pass rusher or interior line help. Those are definitely a part of it as well. But that wide receiver position is just trash. Kendrick Bourne. Went out of bounds on his own, then came back in to catch a pass, which is just ridiculous. I don't understand that. Uh, check had a great game. He goes three for 20, three catches for 20 yards on three targets. And just, to this game was his, this is why we pay you $5 million game. Because he dominated in the run game by setting up blocks. There was one outside toss play where he took out the knees of the defensive end and roll, continued to roll so much that he took out another guy's knees. Um, it was just awesome. So great game by him. So offensively, they did just enough to stay with what the entire coaching game plan was, and that was just slow, methodical, and just get points when you can. It's like they went into this game saying, look, they're not going to score 20 points on us, so all we have to do is get close to 20 points and we get a win. Now, turns out all it took was 15 points, but, I mean, it was just perfect. We scored every single quarter. And it was just all field goals. Three points first quarter, six points second quarter, three points third quarter, and then that final drive, three points to win the game. Now let's jump over to defense. Man, holy freaking cow. The defense, by far our best game of the entire year. We held the Bears to 147 total yards. 
They had less than 100 yards total offense in the first half and second half, so combined for 147. They only had eight first downs. That's it. Eight first downs is not a winning effort. It's not even close. Now, there's nobody that really stood out. This was perfect team defense, but if I'm giving anybody the MVP, it's Reuben Foster. He brought the attitude. He had seven solo tackles. Um, He was just announced (laughs) Defensive Rookie of the Month which is awesome, but he just completely makes the entire team better, and it seems like anytime we're in a lull, he makes a big play that gets all of the energy level up, and one of the key plays of the entire game. So first off, sorry, let me backtrack. The second drive, he made three straight tackles on first, second, and third down, and then they had to punt the ball. Now, after that, what happened was it's third and 10, and Trubisky scrambles, and he's going for the first down, and it's looking like he's going to get it. And Reuben Foster fights across the face of a, a wide receiver that's trying to block, and block him and just swings his arm at his legs and tackles him a foot short of the first down, which means the Bears are going to have to punt. And then it gets even better. Uh, John Fox, the terrible coach of the Cle- uh, Chicago Bears, challenges it, loses the challenge, loses a timeout, and they punt the ball. This was huge because if they would have got this First down, they probably would have been in field goal range and would have kicked a field goal. That changes the outscape, uh, the landscape of the entire game. Now you're talking 17 points in the first half instead of 14. Just absolute great game as Reuben Foster. He is turning out to be, if we would have took him at the third pick, we would be so happy right now. Now Solomon Thomas, on the other hand, he only got one tackle. And he is, I think we're playing him out of position. We continue to play him in that right defensive end spot, and we kick him inside sometimes on third downs. He's not an outside guy. He He's just not. We, we hope that he could play that, and I know he did it some at Stanford, but it's just not translating. We have another example of him breaking through the backfield and getting a clean shot on the quarterback and just completely missing. He doesn't break down. He runs full speed like a bull and gets his hands on him, but Mitch Trubisky scrambles away and gets an additional four uh plus yards on the play like he's got two sacks on the season not saying he's a bust I don't believe that I think that he's going to be a quality player but he's in the wrong spot and he has definitely not lived up to that number three pick absolutely not lived up to that number three pick he's got to step it up also probably worst game I've ever seen from DeForest Buckner and whenever I say that that doesn't mean it's a worst game he had one tackle he didn't have any pressures he had one pressure, but it was on a penalty, and so that play got taken away. But just not not a great game. Eric Reed played well, but very quiet. He had four tackles, one tackle for loss. Absolutely blew up a screen for negative five yards. It was amazing. He read the play perfectly, undercut the offensive lineman that was trying to block him, and just exploded the play in the backfield. It was awesome. Probably runner-up for player of the game on the defensive side, and that's Adrian Colbert. We get our safety back, our seventh-round pick, still out of the University of Miami, transferred from the University of Texas before that. He is an all-out playmaker. He only had three tackles, but all three of them were bone-crushing, energetic hits that just silenced the offense. Um, he just He's a player, and the passion that that guy is up with is just wonderful. So absolutely glad to have him back. He had thumb surgery and he seemed to be okay. He was out there playing well. Akilah Witherspoon, man, 
They were so scared of this guy. They stayed away from him completely. They didn't target him at all. He had one uh, play that went against him, and he just got beat on a slant. And this was one of those plays. He gets beat on a slant, and Colbert comes in and just lights him up. I think it was Kendall Wright, uh, the receiver. But the idea is this. Teams are starting to watch film, and they're saying, all right, Aquilo is not the weakness in the passing game. Now let's go to the weakness in the passing game. We have two corners get hurt on the same drive. Dante Johnson goes out and Kerwin Williams goes out in about five plays. Now as soon as Dante, both of them ended up coming back, so they're both okay. But as soon as those guys go out, we give up a touchdown. Greg Mabin, the rookie free agent, comes in and they they hit him for a touchdown the very first play. Then he gets a penalty later in the game. And that's the thing. Uh Teams like us that aren't stacked, we have major depth concerns. And you add to that the fact that we have 19 players on injured reserve. That doesn't help at all. And so we have a lot of these guys that just do not belong in the NFL and definitely don't belong to be playing. But we have to rely on them. We are a young building team that is constantly moving forward. Now, the goal is, with our tremendous rookie class, which is absolutely incredible, I'm going to go back and talk a little bit about this um, at the end of the season. I'll have one where we go through and just break down every one. But anyway, the idea is this. We will build depth as we continue. We are the youngest team in the NFL, and it's only going to continue to be that way. Now, I do want to give props to uh, Elvis Dumerville, our sack leader. He gets another sack, man, and he comes in. He doesn't play a lot of plays, but what he does is he's productive. And he had two tackles for loss, and he had a, um, and he also had one sack, but the guy's just played awesome. He's got four and a half sacks on the year and just such a great free agent pickup. Now, special teams and probably the MVP for the whole game, Robbie Gold. Holy freaking cow. He goes five for five, kicking against his former team. We named him captain this week, and after he made the fifth Field goal, he turned to the Chicago Bears sideline and started beating his chest like he was freaking King Kong, and I love it. If you are a kicker that talks trash, I kind of like you. I don't know why, but he goes perfect 5 for 5. He hit 33, 28, 35, 34, and 24. So we weren't asking him to make difficult kicks, but we were very smart. Um, Absolutely wonderful. So hats off to Robbie Gold. Um, you're getting a Christmas card, my friend. Now, we gave up a huge punt return for a touchdown special teams, which we have been stellar all year special teams. Kickoff, punts, punt returns, field goals, we've been awesome. This play should have never happened. Um, It was where Tariq Cohen goes back and forth, back and forth, and the main reason why Adrian Colbert was our gunner on our punt formation right side, and he got totally clipped. Uh, he was he got pushed out of bounds and then just pushed straight in the back and landed straight on his face. Should have been nullified, but hey, we're the 49ers. We don't get calls. We're a 2-10 team. Anyway, injuries. I talked about the two big ones, but they both come back, so they didn't seem too bad at all. It's amazing that we are going through games where we're not losing people. Now, penalties was just awful. Uh, we had eight penalties for 53 yards. They had four penalties for 29 yards. Again, We double the team. We are playing in penalties. We are tied for fourth most in the entire NFL. That's just going into today. It's going to get worse. Also interesting note, Kyle Shanahan has won the most challenges of any head coach in the NFL uh, with five. So he's five for eight. Hey, I'll I'll take that. That's rough. Now our draft order changes. I know some people uh, follow that. 
with this win and the Giants lost, the Giants are going to keep losing. They're probably, by the time you listen to this, they will fire their head coach, Ben McAdoo. That's just my guess. But we are now in the third slot. So we we are the third pick as of now, but it's probably not going to stay that way, um, especially with the way we're playing. Uh, I, I don't want to be too optimistic right now, but man, there are bright days ahead for the 49er franchise. There are three ta- three teams behind us with three wins, the Colts, Broncos, and Bears, and we will lose that tie. So if if we tie them in record as of now based on strength of schedule, we will be behind them. So we would drop to number six, and then there are two teams with four wins, the Texans, which the Browns own that pick, and Tampa Bay Bucks. And so the lowest that I could possibly see us go is we're still going to have a top 10 pick. But you're talking anywhere from that three to eight range is kind of going to be where we are. So you can go back to your Mike Singletary days where we had five picks in a row in the top 10. (laughs) That's kind of where we're at right now. And the last major, 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 probably should have led with this. Apologies to Frank Gore. He had 61 yards rushing today, which puts him into fifth place all-time leading rusher. He passes Jerome Bettis and LaDainian Tomlinson for fifth all-time. Absolutely hats off, Frank Gore. You are amazing. Um, I know you're not playing for the 49ers now, but you are in all of our hearts, man. So proud of you. Now, he can continue to go, and he said he doesn't think he's done. He's 400 yards away from passing Curtis Martin fourth all-time. Obviously not going to happen this year. He's going to have to play another year, Um, and who knows? Um, There's always going to be value for a veteran on the league minimum deal that can pass protect like he can and can catch out of the back, and it's dependable. So we'll see what happens. I hope he sticks around. I want him to play forever. Now, next week, man, we got another winnable matchup. We are playing in Houston um, against the Texans. They are 4-8. and eight. It's the early morning kickoff at 10 a.m., and the Texans are just a one-point favorite, which is saying a lot. This is probably our best of the whole entire year as far as Vegas odds. They have lost five of their last six games since um, Watson got hurt, their amazing rookie quarterback. This is a winnable game. So excited to see what's going to come. It's a great week and just relish in the fact that you have stars, young rookie stars on your team coming off of a win with a bright, bright future ahead with a wonderful quarterback. So thank you so much for joining me, Faithful. You guys have a great week. And if you have any questions or want to hit me up on Twitter, that's JL underscore Chapman, JL underscore Chapman. Thanks, guys. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.